Hey folks, welcome back. We are here with Eddie from Pork Bun. Eddie, do you want to just introduce yourself, let people know who you are and where you're from and all that stuff? Yeah, so my name is Eddie Barksdale. I'm with porkbun.com uh, here in what right now is beautiful Portland, but normally rainy. Uh, I'm the marketing specialist here at Pork Bun. Been with been here for about three years now, um, and got over a decade in uh, experience in marketing, web design, freelance, and stuff. Very cool. So uh, Pork Bun is a domain registrar, and uh, I think we all know how those work. But uh, I was talking to you and Danielle a little bit about the ideas behind like the .dev domains and stuff like that. And so I thought it'd be cool to just jump on and talk a little bit about how the domain registry works. I think people kind of have an idea of how DNS works in my audience, but then also just talk about what kind of cool things you've been seeing people do with a .dev or a .app or whatever domain. Um, yeah, let's just jump in. Um, as far as the domain registrar works, I mean, how, how does that all kind of come together for you? Yeah, so you can kind of think of a domain registrar as, um, I suppose, like a, a car dealership. Um, mm -hmm. We're the ones that actually service your car, service your domain, sell you the domain. Um, and then there's the registries that are the owners of the top-level domains, the TLDs. Mm -hmm. So like Google is the owner of .dev and .app and a couple other domains, um, we also have a side that owns, you know, a couple of top level domains. Right. Yeah, I had the folks that own the dot tech top level domain sponsor me for a while. And yeah, so it's it's kind of that same idea. And then yeah, you know, you put in your DNS stuff and it when people go to that domain, they get the right place. I mean, I, I don't know how else yeah. to, to say it. It's kind of like the phone book, right? Uh, back yeah, in the day, domains, if you remember those. Yeah, domains definitely kind of like phone book translating, you know, all the all these numbers and stuff um, into something we can all comprehend, something we can remember yeah. a lot easier to translate. It's the base for our emails, um, yep. basis for a lot of different services as well. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's funny because I remember back in the day, if I had anybody I called on a regular basis, I knew their phone number. I had it memorized. And nowadays, it's just not that way. But uh, yeah, these these domains really kind of come in handy. It's kind of nice because it's just, you know, if you can pick something that people can remember, they can keep coming back. Yeah, and that's kind of the beauty of um, uh, new top-level domains. Mm -hmm. So like we're, we've been mentioning .dev, .app. Uh, there's stuff like .cloud. Uh, you had mentioned .tech, Radix. Um, these are all just a lot shorter, uh, yep. usually easier to remember domains, and they also have a lot of availability. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people say that all the good .coms are gone, which is <laughs> probably not totally true, but, you know, you're probably not finding a lot of super short domains under .com, right. but you could find them under .dev. Um, yeah, the other thing that's kind of come in, for me at least, is that I'll get a domain that I think is memorable, something, something, something.com. So one of them that I purchased recently was podcastplaybook.com. And right, I had to pay $1,000 for it. You know, finding a .com domain that is like kind of the one that's out there and available is just, it's hard. And so, yeah, you know, doing a .dev, especially where, you know, I've got an audience of, you know, developers and DevOps folks and stuff like that, having a .cloud or a .dev 
where it can be memorable, but I can go get it for a lot less than a thousand dollars is really kind of nice. Yeah. And there's also just, you're able to get it directly. It's brand new. Um, Mm -hmm. I know in some cases, you know, you pick up a a domain that somebody's owned for a while. Mm -hmm. Maybe they did something shady with it at some point and it's got a bit of a email reputation or something. Um, That could be a concern for you picking that up. So yeah, getting a shiny new domain that just matches with kind of where your niche is, whether, whether Mm -hmm. you are a developer, whether you're a front end designer, there's stuff like dot design. Um, And there's a lot of other like kind of just use cases that you can use different uh, domains for. Mm-hmm. Um, an interesting one I saw the other day was uh, .help. Somebody had used like a short .help uh, domain, and they give that to their clients to like open up a ba- their mm. ba- a backend portal. I like that. Yeah, there's just like these clever little things that you can do. Uh, there's also like .rsvp for your calendar invites. Oh so that's yeah, something super simple. Hadn't thought of that either. I like I like both of those. So what kinds of things are you seeing people do with a .cloud or a .dev or a .app domain? Because it seems like people kind of went with like the .org or .net for like, you know, kind of a group of people or an organization, you know, or something like that. But yeah, you know, it seems like you can kind of get creative with some of these other ones. Yeah, um, definitely things like .cloud and .dev, a huge uh, opportunity for a portfolio um, okay yeah and just kind of you know keeping your brand together i know i've i've gotten job offers just for having a domain in my email signature people mm-hmm. look at my portfolio and are like hey yep. this is kind of cool uh are you available for hire to work on this project that we're doing or whatever um and just like having something that's more specific another great use case i've seen has been uh folks using it as kind of their social media handle Oh, okay. Yeah. Like uh like TikTok and Instagram, you can put a dot in your username and why not just have that go straight to your website? That just yeah, and especially if that's your portfolio or if you're selling something offering a like service, um is just a really easy way to have a consistent brand mm-hmm. all throughout and you're just easily accessible. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um I know also like for Mastodon and stuff like that, people have picked up the dot social uh, TLD yep. and used it for that. And so, yeah, that, that's really interesting. I like the idea of using it for a portfolio site where it's, yeah, effectively, you know, Hey, it's me dot dev or whatever. Right. So I go pick up Chuck dot dev or something and, and just, you know, just have it be all my dev stuff. Right. And then, you know, all the podcast stuff is, lives on a dot com, but yeah. You know, if I need to pick up a freelance client or something like that, I can focus that there and and not have somebody confused by all the other stuff I do on another website. Yeah, and I, and I think to some degree also uh, as a developer, if you're doing a lot of testing with different sites, mm-hmm. uh, different hosts, to me, it sounds a lot easier just to use a cheaper domain or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so .xyz, for instance, you can grab grab them for about $10 yearly mm-hmm. cost. Uh, a good TLD, pretty easily recognized and explainable. I mean, even uh, I think Google picked up for Alphabet ABC.xyz. So, oh, okay. And uh, you know, with a if you're using a test domain, it just seems so much easier if something goes wrong. Uh, I don't know if you have a lot of experience messing with DNS, but like it can be really finicky. 
the wrong just one like little typo can crash everything that's mm-hmm. crashing your email crashing your right. website having stuff kind of separated you know that's that's kind of that redundancy in that you've got something else to kind of play with um and keep separate no that makes sense and i mean i mean, I remember way back in the day before they kind of had the new tlds come out um there was some program that i ran that would run my stuff on something.dev and it was just a local test environment right it was just my local environment it wouldn't work for anyone else but the flip side of that was that yeah you know i had to ha- kind of have it local and i kind of like the idea of putting something up where it's like hey this is the beta site or whatever and you know it might be top end devs dot xyz or something and just yeah just have it out there and whatever's coming next may be there right but yeah then i can mm-hmm. just set up my robots.txt or whatever and just say hey don't index this one index the other one and have kind of a friendly place where yeah my beta users can come and try stuff out yeah really great way to keep things separate and you know it, again if you make a mistake it's so much easier to just nuke all of that and start over rather mm-hmm. than go through see all the records you have remember which one was which what is this pointing right. to so I guess the other question that I have for you, because I mean, I own, I own a million domains and I'm always going in and saying, don't renew these, right? Because I'm not going to use them. Um, how do you pick the right domain name or how do you find a good one? Um, so we have like a bit of advice for this. Um, definitely something short is obviously kind of ideal. Um, mm-hmm. Fits nicer on a business card, on a signature. Um in general Character limits for social media yeah exactly um in general we would advise against like hyphens uh mm-hmm. or anything that can kind of like it uh we have what's called the parking lot test can you shout it across the parking lot and somebody understands <laughs> it you know uh something like my name eddie has multiple spellings right so right i might want to find a brand for my own personal use that is not just my name because right. someone could easily misremember that. Um, right. So those are kind of the things that I would say you're mostly looking for if you're trying to figure out what domain to choose. And I uh, I think it's really important. Like in some ways, a domain name is more important than your brand name to a little bit. Uh, <laughs> sure, people might find that controversial. But I mean, I worked for a company that had a, a four word company name. Everyone knew us by our brand name, by our domain right. name because it was shorter. Right. And like we did a... We did a huge rebranding with that. The the marketing people that we hired out, they suggested a new short short phrase acronym or whatever for us. Mm-hmm. It never stuck because it was different from our domain name, and that's right. what people knew. That's what people remembered. It's yep. it's it's really important to choose the right one and choose one that's memorable because it's it can be hard to change it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't think people even know the name of my company. <laughs> <laughs> right they they know where to go to get the the podcast and they know the name of the podcast but yeah i mean the rest of it just you know and and that's fine right because nobody has to interact with it that way so yeah i mean like another example of just good branding ideas i mean Porkbun itself is one mm-hmm. uh you know our founder ray he he picked out that domain and i want to say it was 98 uh-huh. Uh just knowing that it would have value sometime down the road and like it's it's unique and memorable enough we get a lot of people right. finding us just typing in 
a pig re- domain registrar or something like that. <laughs> nice. It, yeah. It just stands out very well. Yeah. So definitely like if you're if you're finding a domain that just stands out that is not just going to show up compete against every other like SEO right. keyword out there, um you're just going to have a better time with it. Yeah, it makes sense. And then you can tack on the .dev or the .cloud or whatever it, because that's relevant to what you do or who you are. And Yeah, find something yeah, that is in your niche or that has availability. Uh, there's also country code TLDs, CC TLDs. Um, so all the two character ones and a lot of those have other meanings other than just like the yeah. country. I mean, look at .io, .ai, .tv. Mm-hmm. Um, these all represent island countries, but they also all have meanings in our industry. Input, yeah. output, artificial intelligence, television. Yep. Yeah, for a long time, actually, the... Um, I think FM was another one, but the podcast podcasters picked up on .tv and .fm for a long time. And mm-hmm. it was just because it was, hey, we're a show, right? And so you can come watch or listen to us. Yeah. And there's just, you're more likely to get something that's new uh, and probably not pay, you're, you're, you're probably paying more than like a .com regular cost. But mm-hmm. again, if it's not available, if it's costing $1,000 or more from somebody who's had it for a long time or whatever, like 20 to 30 bucks sounds a lot better than paying a thousand dollars up front. Yep, absolutely. So one thing that I've run across and I think other people have too, is where for one reason or another, like the, the registration ends, right? So I didn't update my credit card or something. Um, I mean, typically, how does that work as far as like being able to get the domain back or how long of a grace period do I have before I'm just out of luck? Um, So it can depend a little bit. Uh, There's uh, most domains are regulated under ICANN. So that's Mm -hmm. all of your top, all of your uh, NTLDs, like the ones we've been talking about, .dev, .cloud, .tech, .app. Um, Those all... Um, typically have like a 45-day-ish, 43-day-ish period where you can just renew them at the same cost. Um, right. You know, at Porkbun, we don't charge you any extra for forgetting to renew it or anything like that. Um, we just charge you what it is. Most registries then, after 43 days, um, that domain goes into what's called the redemption period. The right. registries reclaimed it back. Usually there's an extra fee that the registry tax on. Mm-hmm. Um and that gets that then adds to the expense. Um, after I think it's seventy five days, um, registries usually just delete the domain by then, and you can just you know go back re register it. it again. Yeah. There is a there is kind of a um, community of people though that are on the lookout for expiring domains. You know, right. uh, drop catching is what it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to pick up you know, valuable domains either to either because they've wanted it and they want to use it themselves, you know, hoping to do something with it themselves or wanting to maybe, I guess, profiteer on people who forget. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that's something you kind of got to watch out for if it's nearing that delete phase is somebody else going to grab it before you're able to. But yeah, usually you have at least a month, month and a half to Mm -hmm. get things back under your control, get things back up and running. Yeah, I can't remember the specific instance, but I remember hearing about one or two companies that 
they didn't renew and somebody else grabbed it and they were <laughs> they were in big trouble because I mean yeah. there's a there's a famous case of uh somehow Google had google.com available on their registrar platform. Oh no. And somebody somebody noticed it and uh was able to pick it up. And, oh no you way. Know, they got in caught they got in contact with Google, things got settled back out and nothing right. no, no one was the wiser, but yeah, there's there's cases of stuff like that happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I think uh, I did hear about that one. Yeah, at at Porkbun, we try our best to get in front of you as much as possible with it. Um, like we start mm-hmm. sending notices out sixty days in advance, uh, thirty days, seven days, let you right. know like, hey, this is coming up for renewal, or hey, something's wrong with your payment history or uh, yep. payment method. Like you might want to take a look at it. Even then, we uh, I think it's a we had a ten day grace period of just like uh-huh. your site keeps resolving, your stuff is continues right. to run. Um, nothing's happening to it. Just, you know, try and give his people as much buffer as possible. Yep. No, that makes total sense. Um, I've also seen registrars that provide like different services. So I remember before I switched off of GoDaddy, for example, they, they made you pay, they nickeled and dimed me for everything they could get. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had to pay for like who is protection and this thing and that thing and the other thing. Um, so how many of those things are kind of standard fare these days and how many of them are things that you can pick up from your domain registrar? Yeah. Um, I mean, stuff like the domain protection, we don't really do that. And I've always seen that as kind of a, a weird idea. Um, like the easiest way to protect a domain that you want to keep for a long time is just to register more years for it to renew it yeah. in advance. Yeah. And like most domains you can renew up to 10 years on it. Um, and that, that also can lock in your pricing like dot coms, for instance, mm-hmm. are on a, a constant price change, a price increase every year or so for the next seven years. So like right now it's the cheapest time that you're ever going to be able to have a dot com. Right. And if you have one that you really like, you should just renew it now for 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. why why take the risk of it expiring right. and going away? Why pay for the increases over time? Like, mm-hmm. you've got to hang on to it. Um, yeah, we don't really like a lot of those services. Everything else, right. like the, the privacy stuff, we offer for free. Right. And I mean, why not uh, offer it for free? Like, it doesn't yep. hurt anyone. <laughs> right. It makes sense to me. But yeah, I've, I do know that some domain registrars will make you pay for them, make you pay for the privacy and all that stuff. So, yeah, there's not like a, a lot of regulation in that. So it is just, right. you know, up to up to each registrar, how they kind of want to go around it. Um, like I alluded to earlier, we don't charge you extra for renewing your domain past its expiration date. But most some registrars may and mm-hmm. it's within their legal right, right. to whether or not you want to uh put up with that no it makes sense to me so let's say then that somebody comes along and they're going okay well i want to register my domain at pork bun um what does that look like i mean do i just go to the website and put it in put in my credit card or is there more to it than that um it is that that is pretty much it uh go to porkbun.com search for your domain figure out which one you like um and then yeah you can pay via credit card we also accept cryptocurrency paypal 
Oh, cool. Um, yeah, a couple try to make a couple different options, and I mean, uh, I I think we've done we've done it through your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we help offer like little deals as much as possible, opportunities to pick up a domain for free. Right. Um, so there's a lot of ways for you to get your domain for that first year and get a really good deal, or even get it for free. Good deal. You're running anything that like that right now, or? Uh, <laughs> we are running a ton of programs, so I know we still have the uh, opportunities for dot app and dot dev. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the coupon code is. <laughs> That's okay. We'll put it in the show notes. People have to come to the website to get it. But... Yeah, cool. So yeah, you can pick up your dot app dot dev first year for free. Yeah. Give it a try. Is there, is there anything else that people really ought to know, or surprising things that people don't know about domain registration? Yeah. Um, I mean, there is like a little bit of, of just like being careful what TLD you end up choosing mm-hmm. um, and knowing kind of like the full agreements behind it. Um, those aren't always super clear, super like intuitive. So .us, for example, we get a lot of people right. who buy a .us. They don't realize .us, while we offer who is privacy, we actually can't offer it on a .us domain. Oh, And okay. so... Uh, when you register a domain, you have to provide like, you know, your mailing address, your phone number, um, email address, those end up getting published by the registry and people are like, oh, why am I getting all this spam? So, you know, you kind of <laughs> got to read those things, know what you're yeah. getting into a little bit. Um, there's a lot of CCTLDs that are just open again, .io, .ai, but there's some that might be restricted to just, okay. you know, for their yeah. country. So like if you want to own a dot UK, you gotta you gotta have a business registration or something, an address oh, in dot okay. in uh right. I think that that's makes correct. sense. Interesting. I did not know that you couldn't have who is protection on uh Yeah. There's US. certain there's certain ones that um, you know, just don't allow it and it can become an issue mm-hmm. uh if you're not ready for that. Um there's other stuff like uh, there's the dot new TLD, which is kind of an interesting one. Um, it has a requirement that everything has to be in action. So like if you go to docs.new, it'll open up a uh-huh. new Google Doc for you. It's a great shortcut that I use all the time. Oh, but interesting. Okay. Kind of. So it could be yeah. something where if you if you own like a, a creation platform, you could have uh-huh. something dot new. And that's the, a quick way to start your. Start like open it. up a meeting invite or something. Yeah. No, that, that makes a ton of sense. I also just wanted to throw in there for the people who may not be as familiar with it. You know, I used to be a uh, uh, systems admin and stuff like that, but there's a command line utility called who is, and it's just the words who is put together. I think there are also websites named after who is, but yeah, it, it, basically prints out all the information that's publicly available for a domain. And so the who is privacy is if you don't want your name and address associated with the domain for whatever reason, right? So if I bought one and I'm worried that people aren't going to like what I'm posting to the website and I don't want to publicize my home address, even though I own it, then yeah, I can, I can get a domain that has who is privacy. And then effectively what happens is, Folks like Porkbun, they put an address that they have in there instead. And so when you run the who is, it gets printed out and it says, 
hey, this is a pork bun privacy something something, and here's an address you can mail stuff to. Yep. Yeah, we would. Our privacy service screens it, protects it, tries to keep you from getting spammed or getting unsolicited calls or whatever. Yep. Um, I do get emails about some of my domains or, or, uh, yeah, junk mail. Yeah. It's something we offer for free. Um, Yep. Some other places offer it for free. Some other people try and charge you arm and a leg for it. I I don't see the point. Just no. Nope. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, um, I don't know that there's a whole lot else that I had on my list of things to talk about. But uh, yeah, do you want to tell people real quick uh, what they need to know about Porkbun and then we'll wrap up? Yeah. So porkbun.com, uh, we're... A domain registrar trying to provide a, a mind-blowing experience. Our whole goal is, um, you know, try and offer as much as possible with domains for the most affordable price that you can get. Um, whether that's, you know, low cost, we offer as much stuff for free as we can, free who is privacy, free SSL, free email trials, and you know, try and get you have it have a good experience. Um, and we offer. What I think is incredible support available via chat, email, phone. Good deal. Yeah, not having phone support drives me nuts sometimes. <laughs> so I appreciate <laughs> that. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, thanks for coming, Eddie. Yeah. Until next time, folks. Max out.